Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast episode 171. I'm your host Rick Shields, I'm here with co-host Guy. You had a good weekend, pal? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask you a first question. It's, it's, I'd get the same response week in, week out. Okay. I thought you were going to say, yeah, I yep. No, I did, I had a good weekend. Um, I bit chilled, watched a lot of the golf, I know you did, but I had an even better um, few days before the weekend, which we'll come on to in this podcast. We had yeah. an exciting few days in London. We had, a, we had a big work trip. We did. Which was actually really, really good, but you're right, I watched a lot of golf this weekend again. Well, that's the thing, today's podcast is, I think I said this last week, maybe the week before, but it's pretty um, packed, pretty stacked. It is. Because we've got a lot to talk about, and, and you've become, as you just said then, a bit of a 
golf connoisseur. <laughs> After 11 years making YouTube videos <laughs> and, to watch and being a golf pro for 16 years, I've decided to become a connoisseur. World number one swapped again. You know what? I, well, I, I don't like to say I say I, I called it, but if you remember in last week's podcast episode, you said to me, who would you pick, Ram, Scheffler or Rory? Yeah. And Ram was my pick. You also called the Swilkin Bridge would get fixed. It did. Thank well, you. Call something else that'll happen in a week's time. Oh, a week's time. Oh, any, anything you call it in a year? <clears throat> Tiger Woods will be in the will be in the third to final group on Sunday at the Masters. Wow. Okay. Anyway, Tiger was back. Yes. There was lots of positives. There was a, a little a little story that came out of that as well, which you we might touch on. Yeah. Um. But all in all, I feel like golf is is in a really good spot right now. It really, it, we said it again last week that it feels like the PJ Tour is ramping up a bit. It really, really does. And Liv is back this week, I believe. Yes, so is it Mexico they're in? I must admit, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm it's Mexico, sure. Mexico, the first um, tournament. What do you so, think, on, just on that though, what do you think on some of Liv's um, promotional stuff they've done? Um, questionable. Okay, <laughs> elaborate. I think it's been awful. Yeah. I really do. You know, you've had all these, you've got these superstars of the game. Phil Mickelson, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Poulter, Stenson, like big names, household names. And they've put them in a studio and you've got Bryson DeChambeau playing air guitar. <laughs> and, and you've kind of, it, it's very, they've obviously really trying to push this team element yes, now this year. Correct. Um, I definitely have, have know a few more team names already, like High Flyers and the Cliques and the Torque and Smashers and Grabbers and... <laughs> hitters and whackers the boys um but i must admit some of the some of the press that's come out has been uh, what's the right word just a bit below below par i think last no. <laughs> nice pun i think last year's promotional stuff was much stronger well, yeah i feel like this year it's kind of it's taken on this almost this role has almost been a bit too comical mm. like and there's this video that I, I spoke about you off air last week about this one where this kid kind of starts the video and it's like, you know, which team should I support? And you've got Phil Mickelson hitting this flop shot and saying, this is why you should support us. And you've got... got no, no, it was me. I've got chocolate on my top. And if, you know, you've got Sergio Garcia kind of slightly oddly saying you need to support us because we're the best looking well, team. Well, that was something that you said to me. So if you've not seen this advert for Liv, I'm sure a lot of you listening and watching have, but there's a little girl who says, why should I support you? And all the players kind of answer. And I didn't think of this until you said it, but it's a bit weird that I think it's the second person that yeah. comes on screen, which is Sergio, says something like, and we're the best looking. I just felt like yeah, when you think that about was, the fact, a bit it was a bit weird. It's like weird a when you actually, seven-year-old girl that's asking the question. Because it wasn't as if it was the young girl and then it, it moved to someone else. Yes. Like if it was the young girl, then, then the next question was from somebody else. It might work, but the, the question was always from this this young girl. Um, and you had kind of, um, is it, was it Wacky Neiman turning up in like this souped up, um, I don't even know what car it was, like a Bentley or something mm. or other. Um, and then obviously Bryson DeChambeau kind of playing the air guitar in that little promo clip. Well, question for you then, because some people I'm sure probably know will interpret this. Are you against Liv in a one word answer? I'm not against it. Okay, well, how on, on that then, how... How can, what would have to happen this weekend for you to then come on the podcast next week and be like, I love Liv? What, what, how, how, what? It needs to catch my attention. How do you think that happens? You might have the answer. I'm just I, saying. I don't, I don't know. I'm, am I excited about it this week? No. Um, 
if they throw in a few more new names, does that add to the excitement? There's rumours going around about a few players going. Thomas Peters. But they don't seem like real big names. Well, question then for you, because I agree with that statement in a sense that new names, but I think I said this before on the podcast many, many moons ago. I love the excitement of players joining live because it's like it's news, isn't it? And we're hearing about, oh, well, Bryson was going to join or whatever it might be. But then to me, it kind of feels like once they do join, it's like, oh, right, that's it, they've gone now. And it's actually not that exciting. The one thing you might be able to answer, is it actually still going to be on YouTube at all now? I actually don't know. Because that was part of the appeal last year, that it was free on YouTube. You could I pause it. I think it might it. still be, but I'm not. Obviously now it's got some level of TV coverage, which it's gonna, now going to start going on TV in different countries. Um, I, I, I've got no idea about the golf course they're going playing at. No. It might have played a host event, a tour event there before. I've got no idea. So I don't think it's, it's not the venue. It's not so much the players. It's not so much the teams. <laughs> What's going to actually draw me in today, uh, this week, should I say? But similar to that, and, and we'll switch kind of between this conversation between PGA and, and live a little bit. At the start of last week, did I think I was going to be glued to the TV last night watching Ram and Max Homer go head to head in the final round. I probably didn't. No, I knew I'd be watching Tiger at some points this week because obviously the big story was Tiger was back um, at Genesis and playing at Riviera where he's playing he, some nice golf. Played some really solid golf. Is that tweet by Minwoo Lee? Minwoo Lee did a tweet saying like, "I'm getting 180 miles an hour ball speed. I'm 24 every year, and I'm crunching and not injured." And Tiger rocks up, touching 50, injured and can get like 180 ball speed. It's insane how hard he hits it. I think what the PGA Tour have still definitely got is got this pulling power. You, you chuck in Rory, Tiger, and JT into a group, and you're like, oh my God, I've got to watch that. Yeah. Now, it comes on slightly into a different topic of what actually happened in that group. Um, there was a, a prank, a joke, <laughs> something of kind of distasteful humor um, is probably the best description for it. Justin Thomas hit a drive. Tiger Woods hit it further than him. And as a as a, a way of bantering him, yep. he passed over what was supposed to be discreetly uh, a tampon, mm -hmm. a, a lady's sanitary towel. And the internet went crazy. To insinuate you're a girl. Correct. Uh, the internet obviously went crazy about it. Um, we've kind of spoke about this a little bit off podcast it's really hard for us as men to have a real strong kind of opinion about this because it's not really a joke aimed at us. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's maybe not hard for us to have an opinion, but it's hard for us to understand the offence it could cause. That's probably a better description. So, for example, I saw it blow up and, and like anything, and, and we're part of it in the media, people jump on these things. I, I'd really try to think, you know, I think we need to talk about it a little bit because people listening and watching week in, week out know how the pair of us are massive Tiger fans. You've got one of the menus from his... his um, restaurant behind us we've got some tiger woods bobbleheads we we love tiger woods and he's one of the massive reasons why we both started golf and continue to play golf and still watch him to this day this weekend i love nothing more than seeing him come back in fact the one thing i did love more was seeing him in sunday red seeing tiger woods in sunday red is one of the iconic golf things it's like rick shields having a, a sausage roll after nine holes so that's what golf's about <laughs> um but yeah so obviously as you've said the news was he, he did that and i tried to look at <laughs> I'll be honest, when I saw it, I didn't feel massively offended personally. Um, I did think it was a little bit um, of a crude joke to play, knowing you're on national tele, well, worldwide TV with eyes. So if that was something that he did privately when they're having a round of golf and I somehow heard about it or that got leaked, would it really 
have made headline news and would it be something that gets so much um, debate going? Maybe it wouldn't. Doing that in a PGA Tour event when it's your first one back and you are tied was a little bit silly. Well, you, you know a camera is on him all the time. Well, that's 24-7. Like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the cameras were trying to get in the lavatories when he goes to take a whiz, well, you know. And, and did Tiger Woods doing that, did he meet, would he? Would his intention have been to offend women? I very much doubt it. You know, he's got a daughter who's about 16 years old, I think, give or take. He's obviously very, very close to his mother. Um, I highly doubt that Tiger, that prank, the whole objective with it was to offend people. Clearly, it wasn't. However, I must admit, as a huge Tiger fan, and I might take this a bit too far, I'm sure the people in the comments going either way on this and arguing at all and arguing with each other, whatever. That's just the thing, the way these debates sometimes go. I must admit, on reflection, and maybe I am overthinking it, I am a little bit disappointed with it, to be honest with you, because I spoke to a few women over the weekend and, and asked them their opinion, and I was maybe naively quite surprised at how offended they were. When I explained the context of the joke, and the joke ultimately is saying, you don't hit the ball as far as me, therefore you're a woman, you're a big girl. Now, some people that were defending him online were basically saying, well, it's a fact. You know, women on the PJ Tour hit it nowhere near as fat as men on the PJ Tour. Now, that's true. That, that's very, very true. That The stats there to prove that. But, you know, women in, in all walks of life, certainly in sport and in, in, in golf, don't have it easy. And, you know, you've got obviously two young daughters getting into the game. And I've recently had a daughter who's obviously far too young to even debate playing the game yet. But even that opened your eyes a bit more to to people having it fur and Tiger more than anybody, you know, being a, a black golfer, a mixed race golfer, he had a hard time growing up on golf courses. That's been publicized many, many times. Some of the things that got said to him were disgusted. So I very much doubt he has gone out there with the intention of causing offense, but maybe as Tiger Woods, he should be thinking a bit more clearly about these things, shouldn't he? I think you've summarized that incredibly well. Yeah. Thanks. I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a stupid thing he, he shouldn't have been doing. Yeah, do what, I mean, you know, most blokes, and we all hold our hands up, might do things on the golf course that are a bit silly or say silly things and whatever it might be. I think, you know, most people do. But to do it on a stage like that wasn't the best place for Tiger. I'm not going to fall out with him over it. I'll still collab with him if he wants. We'll still do a podcast with him. We'll do a Break 75 or Rip 10 Shot Challenge. If, 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 he he wants to, if he wants to get a little bit of credibility back, I think yes. I think that has to be his next move. But it, it wasn't his finest moment. And I think some of the people that are really, really backing him on it, it's just banter probably need to take a look at themselves. Is that really the right thing for someone to do when the yeah. Tiger Woods? But anyway, if you want to have your say in the comments, I'm sure people do, let us know. But be nice to each other down there, please. Nice. Um, yeah, but with that being, you know, part yeah, of very, very well put together there, Guy, um, it was great to see him back. He looked like he was, he was playing well. Insane. Like to be able to compete at that level, putting four rounds of golf together on a Saturday, went out there and shot, was it four under or something? Five under. Um, looked a little bit tired on the Sunday, to be honest, but kind of, you could forgive that for lack of tournament plays had. Um, yeah, great seeing him back. <clears throat> but just the whole event, like I feel like they've, they've really got some pioneering players now that you, you kind of want to support. I do also think Full Swing, the documentary, I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, is also helping with that connectivity with fans mm -hmm. and players. Like when Thigala, um, the rookie from last year, every time his name got mentioned on TV last night, like my ears pick up, prick up. I'm like, oh, there he is. Like you feel like you know him a bit more. But do you think that's something that's, I don't know how we do this and how golf does this, but we should do more because 
every rookie that gets onto the PJ Tour has a story and some will be more exciting and different to others. Some might be quite run of the mill. A guy's good at golf, goes to college, yeah. very good at golf, gets onto the tour and does well, makes a nice living. Some people like Joel Darman have got much more kind of deeper stories. A Tony Finau story. Tony Finau. <laughs> you know, Tiger obviously had an amazing backstory. But when you see them on the TV, you just see them hitting a white ball around the field. It's great to see more of their life. But I think that's why the videos that certainly we've managed to do with tour pros have really helped the yeah. audience 100%. get to know the tour pro. Like, I genuinely, every time Ricky Fowler plays now, I'll get a load of text messages. Oh, Ricky's playing. Yeah. And when he got hole in one last week at Phoenix Open. Well, to you. Like, Ricky, <laughs> like, it's suddenly like... There's a connection between the person and the golfer. And it's like, oh, I know that person. I watched him for an hour play against Rick at medalist. I feel like I know him a bit more now. I think it's something that kind of the whole golf media kind of needs to take responsibility of. I don't, I don't kind of know how you always do it, but I think some of the golf brands are doing a good job. I, I saw a quick video um, that Taylor made did the other day. Actually, I'll give kudos to them. It was a sales video for the driver trying to show how forgiving it is across Bar the face. Yeah. Did you see it? I did Tommy and, and Scheffler. Yeah. And Trotty hosted. It was really good. But even that, I mean, obviously we know Tommy anyway, so I wasn't that surprised by seeing Tommy because I know he's got a great personality. We've spent time with him, luckily, and he's a great lad. And now it's in a bit more Scotty, obviously on full swing. But even seeing Scotty in that setting was more chilled and there was quite this nice slow pace scene when they were walking down the fairway. Things like that, you think, well, brands want to sell products. They want to show off that the athletes on tour are using their products. That's what they should be doing more of, you know, showing the personalities in a natural way. It was a little bit of a salesy video, but quite cleverly done. Um like you said, I think I feel a bit close to some of these players now and rooting for them more. Do you think, we just discussed this last week, but now it's been out and people have seen it. Do you think it's going to grow golf? I don't. Swing? No? I don't. I, I, I think my opinion uh, from when I saw it as a preview probably still stands now. Mm. Um, I think it was a wonderful documentary. I think it can be better for season two and hopefully there is a season two. Um has that actually been announced yet? Because surely they'd start, be starting to film it already. I'm not sure if it's been announced officially, but I'm sure I saw on Twitter that there was like big fancy cameras following some of the players around. Right. But um, I think they've, I think they did a really good job, but I genuinely don't think it's going to attract loads of people outside of the world of golf. No. It, it'll attract some. It will. There's no, no, uh, and it won't put anyone off. Well, that's, that's it's not going to put thing, anyone off golf. Um, so yeah, that'll be really interesting. I think this is where, again, this kind of, connectivity with maybe the live players has kind of been a bit lost. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I've not heard anything about Dustin Johnson for ages, but obviously I know we featured a bit in the yeah. full swing, but as in, in this off season now that live are, are currently having, I don't know. Is he bulking up? Is he get, is he been training? Has he got a new club sponsor? Mm -hmm. You know, has he got no sponsor? You know what I mean? It feels like we don't know a great deal now. Now, that might pique my interest this week when all that starts to kind of filter out when the first picture of Dustin Johnson getting out of the car with a tightless driver, yeah. for example, might, you know, I'm, that's not fact, by the way. That's just me hypothenating. Um, that might happen this week. So we'll just have to see. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. I was more excited last year than I am this year. For live? Yeah. Because it was new. Yeah. I think, and as well, obviously, the, P the PJ Tour has definitely um, pulled its socks up. I suppose that the good thing is people can can watch as much as both of, of them course. can. This week's obviously the Honda Classic as well. So, you know, you can't literally watch two at once necessarily, but you can watch the highlights of one and dip in and out. And if you are a golf fan, it's downside that you're not seeing all these players playing against each other all the time, bar maybe the majors. But you're getting so much golf. Yeah, so much. So, we had an exciting trip this week. We did. Thursday and Friday, we left Manchester we left the big smoke. We oh no, the, we went to the big smoke. We, we, we left the medium smoke 
and entered the big smoke. Went to London for a couple of reasons. And the first one was very exciting. We went to go and meet your friend of mine, YouTube. The boss. <laughs> the boss man. Um, yeah, very fortunate that over the time making YouTube videos that um, kind of have been appreciated by YouTube. Like there's obviously YouTube as the, as the business, but there's people inside of YouTube. and In the screen. <laughs> it, it actually, the little people that's running around getting all the videos Little up. borrowers. Um, we, we've been very lucky to work very closely with YouTube over the last, you know, three or four years. And that, that kind of um, relationship has strengthened again. Um, and hopefully for you as a viewer, you'll benefit because it means we make better content. We'll know our content more and we'll understand what you guys as the viewer wants to see as well. Yeah. Um, but also we hinted and I went with a bit of a proposal of something very, very exciting, which YouTube themselves are extremely excited to get behind and i think you fans will want to watch it and it'll come out hopefully the this event will happen towards the end of this year mouth watering so i think it's gonna be really exciting so they, they were super behind that it was really cool to spend time at youtube it's a unique place in so Google's office. Google's office. It's really, really cool. You've got so many people working there. Cool people. Really cool. Did you feel uncool? Um, no. You're not? Nothing. I felt uncool for other people, like you and the other guys, but no, Are I you... felt pretty cool. Mm. I was, I, my hat was backwards. Yep. I got people to call me Ricky. You kept rolling up cigarettes. <laughs> Just like... You're drinking, t- you're drinking coffee, but you only oat milk. <laughs> I only wanted my coffee stirred his anti-clockwise. His jeans are so, so rolled up. His ankle's <laughs> on display. His bright white ankle. <laughs> my knees were on display. <laughs> uh, no, no, I did feel a bit uncool because it's, you know, it is a real, you know, it's just such a smart place. You've got um, not only YouTuber based there, but you've got Google, parts of Google placed there as well. Your so Androids. Like Android, Pixels. Um, i trying to think who else is there. You've Google got like a, you've got be a like Google a, Maps in there. I couldn't find like them a, though. <laughs> 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 ah, nice. You got a gym in there that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, really nice food, really nice restaurants, uh, a sleeping section. As you do. Like they actually have a, a room just pods. to go and have a sleep. Yeah, little pods in there. Um, all the floors and the rooms were like themed. Mm-hmm. You had like a movie floor and every room on the movie floor was themed by different movies. Yeah. Um, but like, Dead weird ones like Gremlins mm. and Jaws and whatever. Free Willy. <laughs> Free Willy is one of my favorite films ever. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. So, exciting times ahead with that. And then we also went and met your friend and mine, Lyle and Scott. Lyle and Scott. So, obviously, I've been now in a partnership with Lyle and Scott coming up to 10, 8, 10 months. Uh, love wearing the brand. Um, so, if you don't know, certainly for my American listeners and viewers, I wear this golden eagle on my jumper, on my hat, and obviously Guy wears it now and again. (laughs) Most of the time, but now and again. Um, That is Lyle and Scott. It is Lyle and Scott. And it's got, when you actually go to the headquarters, the heritage in golf is frightening. Very deep. So Lyle and Scott was a... Frightening. As in like, you you don't realise how connected to the root of golf it, it that's really true is. and you look at some of the pictures of, of the golfers that have won big events greg norman with the open yeah um uh, wearing lounge scott jumper like you said it, it's one of the brands that's been around for the longest and it's kind of last couple of years it's really been having a resurgence back in golf ian baker finch 
won it at, at Birkdale with a Lance Scott top on. There was one year where both Ryder Cup teams were sponsored by Lance Scott. Wow. How mad's that? So, yeah, really good brand. So we've got potentially something exciting happening with those guys as well. And then we went and got smashed. I didn't get smashed. You got smashed. I was No, I was lightly smashed. You were sourced. Yeah. Nice. So we went to a few really cool venues in London. We went and took a, vibes. took a visit to Pitch. Yes. Which very is like cool a, place. an indoor golf simulator place. Very, very high end. Uh, we watched a bit of the United match versus Barcelona and also then um, hit some balls, played a few little competitions. Um, we had a good chat with them, mm-hmm. potentially around the 200th live show. Yes. Potential. We might do it in London, regardless. We also went to Swingers. We did. Now that can't be spoken on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Swingers is a um, indoor, like crazy golf, but I don't. you can't really call it crazy golf, can you? Or can you? Would you classify that as crazy golf? I would golf? say it was, it was crazy golf, but it's obviously dead cool. For adults. For adults. Crazy golf for adults. Adults. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. You drink, you have fun. Um, you swing. Yeah. You swing. You, yeah. I absolutely bad you, by the way. Oh, God, I had a nightmare, didn't you I? You really let me down. But as a team, we won. Yeah, we did. We had a, a team comp as well, and we won as a team. That's the most important thing. So eight of us went down there to London, Um me, Guy, and the rest of the team, Matt, who's back now doing the podcast, and then um, all the other fellas as well came with us, and then Dickie from Land Scott joined us as well, um, and we had a little three groups of three, mm. and thankfully, I was on your team and Sam's team, and we did actually quite well. I was really good. I really let the team down, but yes. I was there for the entertainment and the drinking. You had to pay, really. <laughs> <laughs> And then we were going to go to Bounce, yeah, which was a ping pong bar. Swerved it, but we missed our we missed our reservation. Swerved that. It comes a point in the night. We was that it. also a pun? What was what? I swerved it. Yeah, I did. That was a little backhanded compliment. Oh, oh! <laughs> I like that. Um, Guys, there's a back and forth of banter at the moment. Oh wow, you're ballsy. Um, that's, <laughs> is that enough? Can we just? Yeah, let's let's part this in the net. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we were going to go bounce, we didn't, and then we went on a bit of a night out. Yeah. London's interesting, isn't it? It is. There's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going we on. We went Soho. Which is, yeah, if you know Soho, then, yeah. <laughs> it's, like you, it's like we did something dodgy, we didn't do anything. We just went on a bit of a night out. Yeah, I know. I nearly sat in sick. Not my own sick, someone else is sick, which was nice. But anyway, I managed to dodge that. Um, and then the next day, we also went to... Um, another really cool place. Well, called- this was arguably my highlight. Oh, can I explain why? Go for it. So we went looking at some more indoor kind of golf venues. We just thought we're in London. Golf is actually big in London. You wouldn't think that, but it is. We wanted to kind of because it's always good for us to understand like where our listeners, our viewers, what they deem golf as. Because me and you had a very similar upbringing in golf, similar kind of level of golf clubs, and a similar ish story. So when we're thinking of video ideas, we're kind of coming from the same wavelength, which in some ways is really good. But in other ways, it's like, yeah, but there's more different types of golf routers, there's different types of golf, there's different people, different thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. So we then went to Urban Golf, which was, where was the area? I don't know. It was London. I don't really know all the differences of London. I can't remember where it was now. Let me have a look though. So anyway, we went to Urban Golf and I've actually been there once before, very, very briefly, but I couldn't really remember it. And you're kind of walking down quite an unassuming street and take a little turn into urban golf. It's like this big, long corridor. 
And we have got, I filmed a little bit of footage on my iPhone. It's not brilliant, but we'll kind of cover it up here. So if you're watching the podcast, you'll see some footage. If you're listening, maybe jump and watch the podcast after. Um, it's a really cool, like, sports bar with the big couches and loads of simulator rooms where you can obviously have games with people or you can practice or whatever. Where's the area? Well, it's it's tough to say. It, well, it's in Smithfield, but I don't know if that's actually an area. Well, anyway, it's there. You can Google it. on their, on their their Sorry, on their website, it's London's best indoor golf venue. Beers, burgers. Banter. Music and golf. I think they could have gone. Beers, banter, beats and bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beers, burgers, beats, and balls. <laughs> I need to breathe. Um, but yeah, it was really, really cool. You sound different when I got my headphones off. We 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 got um we got very well looked after by James. Oh, you've ruined it. Got that's jumped too far in. Oh, sorry. Right, can I tell a story? So Go on. I don't even delete the bit about to. James. <laughs> so we entered the facility. We walked in, right? Didn't we? We did. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> We got chatting and Rick went over to the bar and said, you know who I am, don't you? Went, yes, sir. <laughs> sort me out. No, I didn't really. We got chatting to the barman who, and then the owner, James, came over, who we've met briefly before. At the, was it the Open? Yeah. Um, so James owns Urban Golf and he owns a clothing brand as well called Sounder, which is a golf kind of clothing brand. Really cool. Probably too cool for us, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, but it's not not as good quality and, and high end as Lyle and Scott. Okay. But, okay. But it's, yeah. No, well, obviously not. No, yeah, of course. <laughs> so no, but it, it is super cool. Yeah. Anyway, he then showed us a secret room. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, he showed us a, a not a medium secret room, which was like a, essentially like a don't say the v- bunker. The bunker. Not so much a VIP, but you could probably rent that room. It's like again a, a, a simulator with a curved screen, a couch. It was just class. We were hitting balls. And to the side of that, again, I've got a little video of this. He had his little like workshop. I would honestly say it was one of the best places I've ever been in the golf world. It was so speechless. J- James has this little workshop, and he and he he's very very interesting character. We should actually get him on the podcast yeah. um, because he builds clubs. He he kind of takes really old clubs and modernizes them. He does he does uh, personalization. He had um, it, what the Nike blades? Who were they? He had, had Pep Anglaz's Nike blades, the uh, Vapor Pro blades, and they're all the, all the shafts are out. All the shafts kind of are doing. All the color was off, and they're all chromed out. They look sick. And in this little side room, it was like a walk down memory lane. So. I obviously have loved golf for a long time. I would say 2003 to 2008 was my absolute obsession with golf and certainly golf equipment, right? He basically had this rack of clubs that were all the key products from kind of around the area and a little bit earlier as well. And a little bit later. And a little bit later. And there was Scotty Cameron's in there. There was like a Titleist 975J, was it something like that? There was little stuff everywhere, little like tour tight, issues. Titleist PT Fairway Woods, Your which PT again, 15, growing 13s. up, they were the they were the three woods to have. Yes. Um, there was like some classic M2s. I know that sounds much more modern, but M2s are really hard to get hold of. He had them in pristine condition. Um, he had all these racks of beautiful blades, these one irons that just looked incredible. But what's mad, you're in this room and you forget you're in the centre of London. Yeah. It was it was incredible, and he had like all these really cool golf bags. He had this Ping Masters green golf bag. Oh my days! I would <laughs> honestly use that golf bag till the day I die. 
Yeah, what an amazing place. And then we had some challenges on the simulator. He had a really cool, like, high-end simulator. And I'm not going to lie now, you were there. I was absolutely flushing it. Oh, yeah? Really was flushing it. Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm well done, you. No, no, it's fine. You weren't swingers. You're flushing it on the simulator. You, had, you were good at beers. I was really good at beers. <laughs> <You thanks>. really, <laughs> the way you drink the Shots Guinness. Shots and beers. Yeah, you're right, actually. Everyone's you're at, got our strength. You're, honestly, wait, the way you drink beers, no, you pay for the beers. It's just phenomenal. <laughs> was it quite good organisation? Really well organised. Did you do it yourself? Or did you have help? No, I did it all myself. Really no, good. I did. No, it was really good. I'd only ask you for help, but I didn't <laughs> ask you, so... <laughs> Um, so no, yeah, it was. no, it was, it was well done. It, it was, was a good trip. Good trip. It was good team morale. It was good to again kind of see these different pockets of the world. Um, sometimes you can get stuck in your own location, and you know I've been fortunate enough in the last few months to go over to America. That's kind of opened my eyes again to how people play golf and how they, you know, how different it is well, in different places. Go down to London. You got these big, you know high flyers in the city who are working and busy and they get their golf by going to one of these indoor golf facilities. Mm-hmm. You also saw certainly on the, on the, uh, the first night, the Thursday night in pitch, like a very different crowd. Like they're not how I would see golfers. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. thing. That's not me saying it's bad. It was just like, wow. Like you've got all different people from all different kind of walks of life participating in golf. And you think, this is bloody brilliant to see. That's the thing. Like that's only on Thursday when we went to pitch and it was like an evening in London. It was so hot. It was busy. Like I said, the people that were playing golf just weren't people. And it's hard to put the fashions, the way they were so cool. It's not what you think of being golfers, but they were. And then I obviously went to urban golf the next day. And it, that felt like, again, there was more people in there, but, but also not only the people, but how they perceive playing golf. I think you can get carried away with thinking that obviously golf is outdoors. It's four hours. It's wet. It's cold, whatever it might be. But actually, for other people, golf can be, you've got a busy office job in, in London and on one night a week or one afternoon a week, whatever it might be, you go and hit balls. Yeah. And, and jokes aside, but that competitive game I was playing with a couple of lads, that obviously was in a swing studio. It wasn't out on the grass, but the competition there was just like playing golf. Your swing still has to be good. Exactly. It still has to stack up. It was really insightful. I think I think golf simulators have really moved the dialing participation. Yeah. I think because genuinely now, I know there's there's advantage of being out on a golf course. You can you can you could I think you could call yourself a golfer if you play simulator golf now. I think you can call yourself a golfer if you want to call yourself a golfer. That makes sense. Oof. So if you perceive You that, want to identify as a golfer. You can identify as a golfer. No, genuinely okay. if, if That's you, what I want to do from now on. If you I identify as a golfer. If you think that going to mini golf once a week, see you want to be like that's fine. Like I think that's where we get, that's why I said before, but from us having a similar background, you, you perceive golf as, well, it's only real if you play off the back tees and well, it's only a real score if you play in the comp and you play all everything real officially and you'll get your scorecard signed. Like that's one type of golf and that's great, but there's more other sides of golf. And thankfully we're speaking to a lot of people. A lot of people we're speaking to might play different styles of golf. Amen. Do you want a couple of questions? Let's do it. So we've had some really good emails. As always, we appreciate your emails. We don't always read them all out, but we read the vast majority um, and we try and respond to as many as we can. Obviously, it gets difficult, but um, if you do send us an email, thank you very, very much. The email is podcast at rickshields.com. It always has been that. It always will be that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Okay, so... Let me just check this is the right one. It always um, has been, always will be. be. I feel like I've, um, annoyingly, I've lost the email from earlier on. That's really frustrating. I'll have to find that. But anyway, one of the emails is from Austin Weber. He says, 
Hi, Rick and Guy. I'm currently planning a trip to Scotland for my big 30th birthday <sighs> this March. I'm coming from America and I simply can't decide on courses I should visit or play at. I love to be challenged at any course I go to. I'm a three handicapper and we're playing solo as my partner doesn't play golf. If you had to choose three courses to play, which ones would they be? Now, this is my favorite bit. Look at videos, your podcast, and <laughs> James Robinson. <laughs> Keep up the great work from Austin Webber, Clubhouse member. Well, just first on that, if you're not sure what Clubhouse member means, that's simple. Austin has listened to every single episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, and therefore he is your friend. He gets through the ball. He gets through the let in through the door by Baz. Yeah, some great pictures of Baz, by the way. Last yes, week, yes, there was in the Facebook group. He gets welcomed by Ian, the secretary, who shakes his hand and says, "You know, nice to see you." Yep, see you nice. And then he goes to the bar and gets served by who's he gets he gets served by I think he doesn't he guy Hello. um starts with a D. Oh. It's Doreen. Doreen. Yeah. Deborah. Doreen. It is Doreen, isn't it? Doreen. Doreen, of course it is. <laughs> I'll remember her name one day. Um and then he enjoys whatever beverage he would like. Um right, what's the so, question? What's the question? <laughs> So the your question was... Oh, yeah, Austin. three golf courses. But, but let's plan it out a bit more. So he's 30. I don't know what part of Scotland he's going to. However... Well, we're going to tell him. Well, exactly. But also, if he's from America, he will perceive Scotland as being very small regardless because Americans typically will travel three hours. Just that's like nothing that's for true. them. So you can start from scratch, Rick. He's 30. Oops. Oh. And also, you can walk from one side to the one side to the other anyway. Anyone do, does it doesn't that. really matter, does yeah. it? Um, exactly. <laughs> By the way, quick joke, that was Rick's nod to his Walk 150. Which is very impressive. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> plan it, plan it for me. And don't go silly budget. Don't, don't go crazy. Go medium. Is it not just straight in at St. Andrews? Or do you think, no, sorry. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. foreplay, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is my, this is my itinerary for him. Right. Okay. And it makes no sense, but. Standard. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> He gets to Scotland, okay? He probably flies into where? Glasgow or Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Edinburgh. I don't know either or. I think... Well, I'll tell you what then. Let's say he fly, he fly into Glasgow. Okay. okay. Change all your plans and fly into Glasgow. Yep. Once you get to Glasgow, have a night out in Glasgow. Yes. Like, I love Glasgow. I think it's just a really cool place, as is Edinburgh. Different then, vibes though, but that's fine. I want you to drive down the M77 to southwest. Okay. And go and visit... A little old place called Presswick, the home of the Open. And go and go and go in the pro shop and speak to my, our mate Dave, the Flat head out. pro, and go, Dave. Rick and Guy said I'm going to come and play here. By the way, this don't do this because you might not get on. But you need to go and play Presswick. I think as an introduction to golf, as as um, just getting out there and playing golf. Presswick's the perfect golf course for that, isn't it? It's, and also as well, imagine if you've come from America, which he is doing. I can't imagine there's anything like Presswick in America. So go and play there. Yes. Beautiful golf course. Go and, go in the clubhouse, have some really nice food. The chef, do you remember we met the chef? Yeah. I think it was coming up to his 30 year, 30 year anniversary being there. Pro shop merch is insane as well. Just don't, don't spend a lot, but remember you've got other places to come. I reckon okay. Dave Fleming will do a little discount. Spend spend the money you get for your thirtieth. Yeah, you're gonna get a bit of cash from Auntie Dave. <laughs> as, I, as I said those words, I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't stop myself. 
you're going to get some spending money from Uncle Dave and Auntie Denise. So get that sorted. Dave and Denise. It's really now the Royal Family characters. Uncle Jim next. Then, while you're there, you've got to just after your round, you've had a couple of scoops. Okay. Also, by the way, there's a premier in, not far. It's quite cheap. Yeah. <laughs> then just rock into Royal Troon. Just say you've been there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not playing, just... I don't think you need to. No. I'm sure cap. it's lovely. Get a cap I've actually never played it. But yeah, pick up something. Just so if your mates, when you're back home, see that you've got like a coffee mug that says Royal Troon on the... Oh, you played Royal Troon? Ah, uh, I actually played Presswick. The problem is though, it's, I find it really annoying when you've got a mate who's been somewhere and takes a big massive <laughs> coffee cup everywhere with them with the logo on. You know when you're trying to film... I've been doing that this morning. Yeah, went are. filming and uh, I got a new five liter of <laughs> yeah. It's literally five liter uh, coffee mug from uh, Isleworth. Which, by the way, Friday Isleworth, check it out with Ryan Ruffles, one of the best players I played with. Um, once you've done that, yeah, I want you one to, course so far. One course. I want you to jump back on the M77 through Glasgow and then jump onto the M8 okay. to Eight. Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Okay, okay, where are we going here? Another night out. Okay, sourcing. Yeah, I think Edinburgh is a bit more romantic. Yes. I Glasgow, agree. you get sourced. Yeah. Edinburgh is a bit more romantic. Taking the culture, look at the castle. Take your, take your missus out for a lovely meal, you know, just enjoy, like, doesn't have to be crazy. Nice bottle of wine. Yeah. Okay. Maybe ironically buy a kilt. Well, yeah. Or a kilt. <laughs> Once you've done Edinburgh, you're yep. going to drive across the M90 up the east coast of Scotland. Mm hmm. Until you find a little place called Crail. Crail. Now, Crail Golf Club is one of the most beautiful golf courses where I played with Iona. Um, lovely golf course. Not ridiculously hard, but one that I think you've just got to play. Yep. Once you've done that, <clears throat> that night, you're going to drive to... St. Andrews. The home. The home of golf, St. Andrews. And where are they going to stay? I think with this one, you go all out. So your options are, probably my go-to would be the Old Course Hotel. Or you could either go to Russex or Russex, how we're going to call it. Or number one apartments. It's a tough one, isn't it? There's a lot three of options, options for you there. There's three really good options. <clears throat> I think if you're going to take your wife, I'd go Old Course Hotel. Yeah. Personally. Got the spa. You've got, you've got more than golf there. Yes. Okay. And then you're overlooking, get a golf course view. Yeah. You're overlooking the golf course. That evening, go and get some food. Mm -hmm. go, and, go and for a pint in the jigger. Yes. You've just got to do it. See Linus. Is it Linus? Linus, the you're drone, right. Drone well guy. done. He's not a drone guy, if anyone's asking. Oh, yeah. Because um, the next morning, at 10.30, okay. nice time, you've got a tea time but for the old course. Yeah. And that morning you wake up, you're excited. You have a little walk around the town again, just to just to soak it all in. You take your clubs and you walk over, literally over the road to the driving range. Yeah. Links driving range. You hit 50 balls, you lose, you're ready to go. And you mosey on over to the first tee at the old course. And you go and shoot 130. Yes. You know what t-shirt you want on the first? You want a thin, little left thin. Yeah. Perfect. Anything left, anything thin, you're off. Yeah. Enjoy I wonder if when Austin went this email, he wanted to say X, Y, and Z. <laughs> but he's got a good answer. So first play, Austin. I hope you have a very, very good time. I'm sure you will. I can only imagine, and I'm borderline envious of, bizarrely, going to St. Andrews for the first time. Because I can't imagine, I was quite young, fortunate when I went, but first time. I can't imagine what it'd be like to go and see it all. Um, 
Very, very um, exciting for you, Austin. Rick's, oh, a little texter, a little text Sorry, back, a little TB. Um, yeah, so that's pretty good. Do you ever remember when you used to sign off a text? Not you necessarily, but when people did, would put TB at the end, text back. I did it. Never do that. No. Did you use that, Matt? Yeah. TB? Why, TB? Did, why would you have to... Text back? Why would you have to tell them to text back? It was kind of like they done the social media. They were not the social media, the text message, SMS, courteous uh, wow. thing at the end. No, I didn't do it. Oh. I, don't, I don't remember anyway. I bet you did. Was it like a... In fact, I think it was like a TBL. Text back later. I don't remember that one, but that sounds like it would have been one. Very good. <laughs> anyway, um, got one more good email. Um <laughs> I feel like we've neglected the emails a little bit recently, which is why I want to double up today. So this is a good one. It's from Adam um, Kjorten. And it says, hi, guys, I have a puzzle for the podcast. Uh, and we actually read this email earlier on. I gave it to Rick as well. So a little bit of research done on this. Not loads, but a little bit. I have a puzzle for the podcast. I'm going to give you some info about me and a budget. And you guys can complete, compete to choose the best clubs for me. A bit of a backstory. I joined a golf club at the, last year started playing golf seriously after playing on and off for about, since I was 12. Um, I got my first set of clubs when I was 15, which were Progen Chromo clubs. Don't know if you remember them. I do remember Progen. I don't know remember that model specifically, but I remember Progen. They were okay, but actually I've now realized probably on the less forgiving side of clubs for a beginner, this would be important for the puzzle. Anyway, they have started to fall apart now and I'm playing more seriously. I need new irons. Here is my puzzle. You refer to the word puzzle a lot. It's not that much of a puzzle, but anyway, I like it. Um, my first handicap this summer was 27, but I think I'm a little bit better than that. Hoping to get down to 20 or below this summer, which I think is realistic for dues. Due to the old irons not having a large cavity back and reasonably thin top line, I actually prefer this look and um, anything with a chunky forgiving profile I don't really like. Okay, so we want slim. Okay. I'm not majorly bothered if the clubs are new or used, but would like them to be in good condition, which is a great mindset to have. I'll probably be using your friends at Golf Bidder, as this seems the best way to get some decent clubs without breaking the bank. Love nice. It. Golf Bidder videos coming very soon, by the way. Ooh, Just a note on that. Little drop that in. Um, I would ideally like to keep the cost below £600, as anything more I can't really afford. I'm not sure it'd be worthwhile, which is a perfectly good price point. That's more than enough, Adam. Uh, would love to hear yours and Rick's opinion on the puzzle. That might be interesting to feature on the podcast, Solving People's Golf Clubs. Maybe it will. Um, anyway, so that's his um, information, Rick. We have then this morning spent a couple of minutes on Golfbidder's website to find what we believe would be the best possible clubs for him. Now, I've gone a bit out there with mine. Okay. Um, I'll let you go first. Well, I took inspiration from the fact he likes a slim golf club, okay? So he wants something slim. Okay. But yeah, he needs a bit of forgiveness off 20, 27. Okay. Of course. Now, I thought a bit more holistically about this as well. Oh, wow. So, price point, under 600 quid, done. No no danger. <laughs> I've then thought, you want a brand. Are you okay, Matt? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Matt's just coughing in the back. Does the podcast still run if you die? <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. I like, I like getting we'll your priorities. This, keep, this, keep this rolling. Have you got a drink? Get on those energy drinks over there. There's loads of different flavors. So we'll just keep this rolling. You good? He's just going to cough. Um, so before we come on to mine, have you got yours ready? I have. Okay. So we're just waiting for Matt. Everyone everyone just listening. Everyone's driving the car now, waiting for Matt. Everyone listening. You, you may be going out for a run. You might be oh, walking the dog. Imagine, imagine that you're on the last bit of your 5K. You're 4.78 kilometers in. You're just about to start the sprint. You're really you're getting G'd up. You're hearing that. Irons, 600 quid, excited. And then Matt ruined it all. Oh, I feel like he gets a bit of a flash. It's just banter, in it? 
Matt's a really integral part of this podcast. He does a lot of, lot of work. So everybody, please do feel free to, in the comments below on the Facebook group, give Matt a lot of praise. He's a very good lad. Oh. really like him. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Please don't. I really like you, Matt. Please. Right, anyway, so back to it. £600 set of vines. Yeah, I've gone for a brand that I know. I'm coughing now. <laughs> I've gone for a brand that make elite irons. Okay. Therefore, when he buys them, yeah, they're not brand new, but he will feel like he's owning something that is really, really strong brand. Okay. It's also, I believe, going to hold the value and they're not necessarily something that everybody will have. Okay, so my irons, drum roll, please. Mizuno MP20 HMB. You look very confused. What have you got? Don't say you've got the same. Mizuno <sighs> JPX 921 Tor Irons. Wow. They're almost identical sets of wow. clubs. yes. Show me yours. Mine are a hollow bodied set. So oh, we'll my, put these up on screen. So yeah, they're not a million miles off. Uh, my one's coming at around the 550 mark. Obviously depends. There's different sets on golf bidders. So there's different, obviously, dexterities. There's different steel versus graphite. There's the different flexes. But the ones I've got here are about 550. That's madness, um, that. What, why did you go with Mizuno? It was his line about not having too much of a thick top line. Nice. And, yes. I, and I always feel like, because as you started saying it, my instant gravitation to, was towards ping. Okay. Like an old set of like G300s or something. But you're thinking a bit chunkier. They're just a bit chunky, aren't they, behind the mm. ball? And I thought, well, actually, if, if you're looking for a slightly slimmer set, I'd actually go, I'd actually go more towards, let's say, a Mizuno, which make a beautiful looking iron, and they've got much better in the more recent years of making a beautiful iron, still forgiving. Yes, well, the hollow ones I went for are a bit more in that kind of P790 arena, which I think actually he's at. From what he's saying, he's in a great place because there's loads of irons now. Your P790s, your hollow headed irons, all the different brands that kind of do that. They are forgiving and quite distance orientated. But behind the golf ball, they're still quite sleek and quite slim and not overly bulky. So Mizuno's a great set. I'm going to throw one more curveball in. Okay. If he wants to save a bit of dough, I actually think a few years older, but mm -hmm. still pretty good, I managed to find here a set of tailor-made M4 irons. Were M4 not a bit chunky? Uh, not crazy. Not chunky soles, but not like in the bag. The they're really chunky, but top line wasn't horrendous. I think my, Mizuno's my better option. Yeah, definitely. Mizuno's but the I one. think the the M4s they're like two hundred quid cheaper. Wow. So you might want to explore it possibly, but that's yeah, mad. I think that just shows, doesn't it, that like if you know, it's quite weird because he knew roughly what he was looking for without knowing what he was looking for. Um, somewhere like golf, but is a great place to look. But you really can get some good deals if you're willing to have secondhand stuff, which I think a lot of people are. Um, you're going to get yourself some really good deals. And I think there's there's nothing better than than having a brand new golf club that no one's ever touched and you take the wrapper off and it's literally yours. But if you want to save money, the second-hand market is a great place to go, isn't it? 100%. And like Guy just hinted at then, new golf bit of videos coming soon. Should we give a bit more on that or just keep it at that? Let's keep it that for the time being. Okay, well, if, <laughs> if you like golf bidder, and, and you like videos. You like Rick Shields. And you like other creators on the platform who've also done golf bit of stuff in before. If you like if you're into that sort of stuff. Say it, go on, say it. Announce it. Is it confirmed? It's confirmed. Could be any more confirmed. <clears throat> okay. Down that lens. Right down that lens. <laughs> I am proud and excited to announce the 500 pound golf bidder challenge 
is back this year. Myself versus Peter Finch. It's going to be launching Masters Week. It'll be out Masters Week. Um, Not yet filmed, so practice needed. Hard work (laughs) starts now. But yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times. I'm I'm really intrigued to, uh, to yeah to get it filmed and get it out there. So um, there's going to be, as far as I know, subject to a little bit of tweaks, but a video on Pete's channel where you pick your clubs. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because five hundred pounds now versus what it was seven years ago is different in it. Things are going up. So golf is still a great place to buy a golf club. It's very good pricing. But I'm going to interest to see what you go with. The second video will be you versus Pete on your channel. Head to head. Loser quits golf forever. It's a big Ever. thing. Ever. It's a big thing. You've got to quit golf and shave your beard. Yeah, that'll be a really good forfeit, that. <laughs> Pete, when he loses. Thinking of, wait, how, tell you what, on this last note before we end the podcast right there, how serious are you going to take it? Is it just a more of a fun video? You know people want to see it. Or are you thinking you want to win? You don't want to lose, obviously. I want to win. How much? Um, 70%. Okay. <laughs> so if you do lose, you go, I wasn't fully into it anyway. For me, I, I want to, I want to put up a good battle. Yeah. I think that's the thing for me. And we've had some great matches. Some I've won, some I've lost. I think the last one that I did was probably the most upset about because I, I played really bad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it just wasn't a competition in the end. So that was that was the start of 2020 um, when we played it at um, Centurion. But yeah, I just want to put up a good battle this time. I want to feel confident playing well. If I can play like I played at Wallasey recently. Yes. I'd be more than happy with that. If I drive the ball well and play respectable from there, I'll be happy. Well, this is intriguing then. It's a bit more of an in-depth question and it's probably more you'll discuss in the video, but how do you spend the money then? Because if you know driving is a big part of your game, it's one of your strengths. Does that then mean you can go with a cheaper driver because it's the person hitting the driver, not the driver? Or do you spend more on a good driver to keep to ensure that you're driving? Stays. I think I'll put, I mean? I'll put most emphasis on the spec of my driver. Surely putter can be anything real. Yeah. For one round, a little sleek thing. For me, as long as it's got a fat grip and it's and it looks okay, as long as I so can kind of roughly guy. square it up, I'm very girthy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, and then irons, I'm not too fussed because yeah. I can play with strong lofts. An old set of Mizunos or something, just yeah. cheap. I mean, I might start. Ah, I've got a plan. Go on. Okay. I don't think it'd work. What are you going to say? I was going to say, what about if I ship in to Golf Bidder clubs of mine that I liked from the past? Undercover. Sold them to Golf Bidder. Yeah. Right? So you're making a profit straight away, quids in. And then buy them back in this challenge. Are they going to be under the £500? Maybe you could scratch them. (gasps) Really scratch them. Really scratch them. So get like a nice ping driver. (laughs) Exactly in your spec. Even send it with your own head cover on it. Get a Stanley knife and scratch it, but so it doesn't affect performance, but definitely devalues it. Love that. I'm talking sky marks. Maybe even draw a little RS in the middle of the face, but no one didn't know. Love that. And then buy them back. Then I go into the golf printer. It's, it's up for the highest price. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks for watching, listening, um, interacting, being part of the show. We really appreciate you. There's lots going on at the moment, filming new videos all the time. Isleworth is out Friday. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Royal Liverpool. Yeah, we both played. All right, 78 each done. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was really, really good. Great experience. I Very honoured to play with the uh, Claret Jug there. It, I want to play it again near to the Open. Like grandstands just, and everything up. For a video or just... I think so. Yeah. Like maybe with a tour pro. Ooh, who's played in the Open? Yeah. For the first time. Mm. Or... Like, I'd love to watch like a like a Minwoo Lee round there. Yeah, and see what he actually does. Yeah. Because I feel like someone like Minwoo Lee has got all the shots needed for somewhere around there. Mm. That's why he definitely did so good at Renaissance when he won the Scottish Open. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Good. And then obviously, Isleworth out Friday. Yeah, break 75. With Ryan Ruffles, who is a, um, he's an Aussie pro, but lives the majority of the time now in the UK, in the US, sorry. He was exceptional. So you'll enjoy that. Yesterday, while you're watching this, the PXG ball went live. PXG ball. Disappointed with that. Yeah, but uh, did it, was it ever going to be great? I know, but when you come out and when you make such a bold statement, I just feel like PXG, the brand has just changed so much. You should have made that ball 30 quid. But has, has a brand ever gone through such an extensive identity change in such a short period of time? Um, not without them probably getting bought or sold or... Feels like it's a real... From when they started not that long ago to now, the whole for me, the whole almost like idea of the brand has changed so significantly. They've lost the way, haven't they? Anyway, talking about losing our ways. Talking about losing the ways. End of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for watching, listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and we shall see you next week. Episode 172. Yep. Out. <laughs>